Hello, hello. I just want to say Happy New Year to everyone. Um, I hope that this year will be a blessed year for you. And I think it's important that we understand that, I mean, we have a lot of versions of what this year is going to bring and what this year is going to do and, you know, this and that and that and this. I think what's important is so as a man thinketh, so is he. This year is going to bring about what you think it's going to bring about. But number one thing is putting God first. It's going to bring about what God wants to come forth. So forget what everybody else is saying. And what is in your heart? What is your heart telling you? What is God telling you? Because remember, whatever you think, that's what it's going to be. Whatever you think, wherever you're at, whatever you feel, whatever it is that you desire, God says he he will give us the desires of our heart. Of course, that's according to his will. But that's where we need to be. Stop listening to all of the other things. And I'm not saying that the prophetic things are wrong. I'm not saying that the prophetic things are not accurate. But what I'm saying is first, you need to know where you're at, what is your desire and what it is that you want to do this year. And then you need to be focused on doing that because God will give us a peace that surpasses all understanding. In the middle of whatever it is, while we're running for him, he will give us a peace. So I think what I want to tell everyone out there is just make sure that your heart is in the right place. Because whatever you think, good or bad, that's what you're going to get this year. That is what you're going to get. So I'm hoping that everyone is thinking peaceful things and we are thinking on things on how to build the kingdom of God. And we are just on fire because at the end of the day, no matter what's happening in the world, that's exactly what will manifest. Amen. Well, I wanted to come on here because I wanted to share a testimony that I have not ever shared publicly. I've shared with a couple of people, but I've never shared it publicly um, on, a, on a public platform. And it was an incident that happened to me in 1998. I was a very young, young man. Now, let me tell you, prior to that incident, um, I was the type of uh, young guy as I got into my late teenage years, early 20s. I was a partier. And when I say partier, I don't mean that I was a partier that liked to go to clubs. I was not a club person. Um, I didn't like the smell of smoke, cigarettes and all of the drinking, spilling on your shoes and your clothes and then coming out. I mean, I went a couple of times and that's how I know I didn't like it. So, but I was the type of person that would get around people who liked the things that I like to do. So I like to smoke weed and I like to drink. So I had friends who smoked weed and who drank and that's what we did. Um, during that time, I had a cousin, you know, my cousins, I grew up with my cousins and me and my cousins, we grew up as brothers. Uh, we were very tight and, you know, I have brothers, but my cousins were also my brothers. We were close in age and we were always around each other. And so I had one cousin in particular who I used to smoke and drink with all the time. And we had a um, drug dealer. He was a dealer that we used to get our weed from, marijuana or whatever you want to call it, uh, that we would get from all the time. So, you know, he was a trustworthy person. He was someone that 
um, you know, we trusted. We always got our supply from, as they say. So this one day, um, me and my cousin, God rest his soul, he's he's passed on. Um, we got together and um, we decided, hey, it's Friday. We're going to party up. We're going to party up. We're going to do it hard. So we called up the, you know, our, our so-called friend and said, hey, bring us some. And he brought us some marijuana and um, we went and we got a gallon of, uh, uh, half a gallon, I'm sorry, of liquor. And uh, we proceeded to party like we always do. It wasn't it wasn't nothing different this day than any other day. Um, as we got the marijuana, you know, we got the, we we're about to roll it, we're about to smoke, and you know, I, I noticed it smelled a little funny. Um, I was like, this kind of smells funny, but maybe it's some new weed, you know. You think? Um, well, we had uh, we went we proceeded to smoke and drink, and between me and my cousin, we probably had drank almost half as the night went, and we blasting music and playing, and you know laughing and talking, and we had almost drank almost half of that over 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 half of that gallon of uh, whiskey that we had, and we had almost smoked all of that weed up. Um, at some point, and I can't remember at which point, I I passed out. Um, and um, when I passed out, it was it felt like within seconds I opened my eyes. And when I opened my eyes, I was in this place. Now I couldn't see my body. It was only like my conscious, my spirit, was hovering over this place. And this place was a very um, dry, dark. Um, lifeless place. Um, it was a place that on earth you would not desire to go. You know, when we go on vacations, what well, we want to go to the nicest places. We want to go to the prettiest places. We want to go to the tropical places or the beach. We want to go to some, we want to go somewhere where we can enjoy ourselves. You know, who wants to go on a vacation somewhere where there's no life and there's there's nothing there not like no one desires that right just humanly we don't desire that so i was in this place and i was looking around now i knew i was looking around not because i could see my eyes but because consciously i knew it was like my conscious mind was like on 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 a supernatural type of awareness right and that's the way i could explain it it was like a supernatural awareness um, so as I'm, I wasn't walking, as I said, because I had no feet, no legs. It was just my conscious, which, which my, my spirit. Um, and I looked down and I could look down over this place. And as far as you could see, um, this place was just barren. It was a barren, dry place. And there were like craters all over the place. Now, I could, I knew in my mind, these things were like portals. They could open and close, but I never could see like what was inside of there. Um, and immediately as I'm looking down, I look up and I look across and right across, like on the other side of this, there was like a, uh, there was like a gap between where I was and the other side. And on the other side, when I looked up, there was a man standing there. I couldn't see his face, only his only his body, like only his from neck down. I'll put it like that. And 
I knew he was looking at me, even though I couldn't see his face. But remember, I, I, I said previously, I had this supernatural awareness. It was like without you even, without anyone even telling you anything or saying anything, you automatically knew what was going on. You just knew it was this supernatural awareness. And so I knew he was looking at me. And as he was looking at me, I was looking across there and he said seven words. You do not want to come here. I'll say it again. You do not want to come here. And that was it. Now, I could say it was Jesus. Or I could say it was just someone from Jesus, someone from heaven. It was heaven. It was an angel. Or at this point, it didn't matter who it was. But I knew that it was someone giving me a warning not to come to this place. As soon as it happened, he turned around and walked away and and, and, and was walking into this amazing light like you could it was just it just walked away and as soon as that happened I woke up now when I woke up I woke up to my cousins pushing me and saying Sean Sean get up get up um trying to awake me um I guess I had been out three or four hours and I didn't know it they thought I had fell asleep so they didn't um they didn't bother me they just thought I had fell asleep and passed out from drinking and smoking. They didn't bother me. But when they were trying to wake me up to ask me if I wanted to get something to eat, I wouldn't wake up. And they were just about to call the ambulance. When I woke up groggy, like I had just, I didn't know what it was. I just, it was a, it was a feeling of grogginess from the smoking and the drinking, but also what just happened. I just want to tell y'all, hell is real. I got a chance. God gave me a chance. This was the, this day changed the rest of my life. Now, let me tell you something. I grew up in a household of ministry. My dad was a minister. He used to minister in a church. Um, my mom was a faithful church goer. I mean, she was a God-fearing woman. God rest her soul. Um, I grew up hearing the word, going to church on Sundays, Sunday evenings, Wednesday nights. I mean, this was like I had praying grandmothers and I had a praying mother and I had a praying father when I was growing up. And that was what I But When I got older, I was like, mm, I'm out of here. I'm going to go live my life. It reminds me of the... the um, the young, the young rich ruler who, I mean, the young rich guy who, uh, yeah, the young rich ruler, his father had money and he went and took his money and he just went and just sold his oats, as they say, but then he came home. This was a very uh, transitional moment in my life. Now, did I get everything right after this happened? No, I didn't. Nothing happens overnight. But my life was changed forever. Um, yeah, I fell down a lot of times, but I had focus. I knew what I was chasing. I knew what I was going after. I knew who I desired. And like I said, I didn't get it all right at, at once. But it's better to fight than not fight at all.
And I'm going to say that again. It's better to fight than not fight at all. So I just want to encourage people out there that don't give up. Don't give up. What I experienced was not an illusion. (laughs) It was not something that happened because I was, um, you know, high or intoxicated. No, that's not what it was. First of all, the weed that we got was tainted and the dealer never told us that. He tried it out on us like we were guinea pigs. We found that out later. Um, Second of all, this is something I did all the time. But this was the last time. God gave me a warning, gave me a chance. What he did was he put me on solid ground and he told me, this is the road you need to walk down. You may come in contact with many boulders. You may come in contact with obstacles, but I do not want you to veer off of this road. You may fall down on this road, but I'm going to be there to help you get up. That's what he did. And this is what I want you to know, that that is what he's doing for you also. So take time out to listen to what I'm saying and make the adjustment that you need to make in your life in order to be the person that God wants you to be. No, I mean, it's foolishness for a man to think he's going to live here on this earth. And I can give you two things. You can make this earth your heaven. But after this, then what? You make this earth your heaven, you go out here, you do what you want to do, you do your heart's desires, you just you just live free, spirited, you just like, this is me, then you're making this your heaven. But there's consequences to every single thing that we do. Or you can still live a good life here on earth and you can live it for God and you can still love people and you can have family and you can have friends and you can still go out and enjoy this beautiful world. And then you can still live here and be with God forever and ever in eternity. In a heaven that the Bible says man has not even thought about the things that we are to come. Like out of all this technology we have on this earth and all of these beautiful places we can go on vacation. God says you haven't even thought it hasn't even entered your mind what I have prepared for those who love me. Keep that in mind. The third thing I want to say is if because, you know, you get a lot of people say, oh, God is a fairy tale. Oh, that's not true. Well, one thing that is true is that everybody is going to leave this earth. That's true. (laughs) You see it every day. People are dying all over. That's true. And maybe you believe that when you die, you're just going to go up in a puff of smoke and life ends. But that's not true. Your spirit will go on and it will go to one of two places, heaven or hell. So this is not a place to just live wild and free. This place is a preparation for where you're going to be forever. So I'm hoping that you're preparing to be in eternity with Jesus forever. And last but not least, surely not least. If what I'm saying is not true, then you 
nor I have anything to worry about. We're good. But with, but if what I'm saying is true, where does that leave you?